Hello and welcome to the European Hoops Podcast. We are a Sports Eaters presentation. We bring you all the coverage you need of the EuroLeague. We recap and preview all the action and cover all the news surrounding the competition. Join us on this ride and learn more about some of the best basketball played in the world. Make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Eaters EuroLeague. There is no off-season for us. Are you ready to start this um, EuroLeague off-season special episodes, Diogo? Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, we're going to be recapping the how the season win for every team so uh, i hope you guys like it man let's go today we start our off-season programming when we will start our series of teams recaps coming out every monday and wednesday our goal is to look into the highs and lows strengths and weaknesses while providing our followers insight and knowledge on the teams and players that were part of this edition of the EuroLeague. we start with the champions as we had to real madrid they are one of the most successful teams in the EuroLeague, having won the title 11 times including of course, this edition of the competition. Real Madrid has a long and rich history in the European basketball, and they continue to be one of the top teams in the EuroLeague up to today. They won their first EuroLeague title in 64, going on to win four consecutive EuroLeague titles from 64 to 68. They ended this regular season of the EuroLeague in third place, while ranking third in points scored per game and uh, at uh, 85.4, and ranking second in defensive rating, making them them one of the most complete, deep and cohesive teams of the competition. In the playoffs, they faced Partizan, becoming the first team ever to overcome as a 0-2 deficit, bouncing back and winning the series, heading into the Final Four in Cagnes, where they became the EuroLeague champions after beating the Spanish rivals Barcelona in the semifinal and winning Olympiacos in the final by just one point. Diogo, take the floor and bring us more on the EuroLeague champions. Yeah, man. Uh, about Real Madrid, they they had a, I'm not going to say a great regular season, but they, they did finish top three. So that's always a, a good thing to do in EuroLeague, uh, getting that home court advantage, which, were, which was uh, awesome for them, considering they went to game five against Partizan. Um, they, are, they are well positioned to, to keep fighting for titles because they have a great roster and obviously the structure that Real Madrid provides is incredible. Uh, I would say their biggest strengths are the front court because... With Walter Tavares, Gabriel Deck, Yabuzele, Poirier, Corneli, and even Ezonia, Musa, and Abalde being able to play the, the small forward position, uh, I think they're set on those on those on the on the front court. And what I think they need to improve is the the backcourt options. And even though the veterans came to play uh, in the final stretch of the season, in the playoffs, and in the final four, uh, I think they they should be in limited roles uh, next year. Um, obviously still being important to the team, don't get me wrong. But uh, in terms of being like, especially a point guard position, uh, I think they need a guy like uh, a Campazzo, a Darius Thompson, somebody younger who, who can really be that guy for them. Uh, I think Nigel Williams-Goss is more of a, a scorer, even though he even at, at the point guard position, he's not really a, a floor general. So I think that's what they need to improve. Uh, Chacho, Sergio Lul, and Rudy Fernandez uh, to come off the bench and provide some minutes are great, so they can use that. And my only question mark here is the coaching, because can you really improve uh, your coaching after winning a championship? I mean, some people can say yes, some people can say no. In my opinion, I think they can improve, and I think Chus Matteo had a, a great Final Four performance. He made adjustments, and even with a couple players out, they still won. But uh, with the level that the EuroLeague has shown this season, 
getting to the final four is not a guarantee. And I do think that during the regular season, they, they struggled a little bit. And uh, I think they could play much better basketball. So personally, I would love to see a coach like Trincheri on Real Madrid. But I totally understand if they keep uh, Matteo because he did win a championship. So we got we got to wait to see what happens. But uh, absolutely a great season for Real Madrid. So you are telling me that you don't expect Sergio Rodriguez to come to their rescue for many more seasons and they, they should upgrade those guard positions. Hey, don't get me wrong. Uh, if you give me like a, a close game with five minutes left, I, I can roll with Sergio Rodriguez any day. But uh, <laughs> in terms of being that guy for the whole season, I, I just don't see it uh, due to the, the age aspect, of course. But uh, yeah. And he showed the ability to, to contribute at the highest level, but of, of obviously in limited minutes because you cannot expect him at the age 37 next season to, to still be doing it for extended periods of time. I think the, the finals was the game that he played the longest, but we will get to the players. And um, you were speaking about something important uh, in young regards. When we go player by player about this team and uh, their key players, we will see that they are almost all in the same age range. And uh, they have a very strong and young core and uh, certainly finding a guard like Darius Thompson, for example, that you just mentioned, will just yeah. sweep them as a glove and it will be great for them. But it's a, a very good team, a very deep team, and they certainly have the options. And uh, I also agree with you about the, the coaching, although I also would understand them keeping a, coaching, a coach that uh, just won the EuroLeague for them. But yeah, uh, uh, by the it way, is a place me, that they can upgrade. Yeah, let me just elaborate on the on the point guard position. Uh, what I think would be perfect for them, and we did mention Darius Thompson, who is a, a young guard. Uh, I think somebody younger uh, on those ranges, like Darius Thompson, 24, 25 years old, would be great for them. Uh, a facilitator that can extend their window of being a contender. Because this nucleus of uh, Sergio Lul, Sergio Rodriguez, Rudy Fernandez, even guys like Walter Tavares, they're older guys. And at some point, they, they're going to have to renew that core. So I think they should start with the point guard position for now. Yeah. Darius is 28 now. He's a rookie, but an older rookie. But uh, he will certainly match the, the timelines of players like Azonja that they have and uh, and others that is that are on this roster. That is certainly the position that they should address and they are looking to address to the future. They have been linked to several po elite point guards of the EuroLeague and we will be tracking them in the offseason to see what they do to address, address that need heading into their season where they will be defending champions and they will certainly want to fight for another championship let's now focus on the players that made this the number one roster in the competition once the, the season was over let's start with uh, the one that for us was the MVP of this team and uh, probably not only for us Walter Tavares we start uh, with him Walter Tavares the 31 year old 7-3 Cup Verdian center that anchors this team defensively he has won the EuroLeague twice in 2018 and 2023 but times with Real Madrid being the EuroLeague Final Four MVP for this edition of the competition. He was named three times EuroLeague Defensive Player of the Year and uh, has four all EuroLeague team nominations. Recently, Tavares led Cup Verde to an historical World Cup appearance that uh, we will be We will be tracking for you guys and we will be covering for you guys during this summer. We will get to that in August. Tavares is, is on his sixth EuroLeague season, all with Real Madrid. 
he had his career game this year uh, against uh, the Partizan in the playoffs on the game three in Belgrade. He was named the MVP while um, looking like the most dominant player in the competition on that game, ending the game with 26 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists and 3 blocks. Tavares ended this edition of the EuroLeague ranking 4th in PER, 1st in blocks, a full block ahead of the 2nd place, 2nd in rebounds, being the 3rd best in offensive rebounds. Tavares is also the EuroLeague all-time leader both in average and total blocks in history of the competition, with a total of 372 blocks in his 6 seasons in the EuroLeague. This makes him a dominant and impactful presence on the on the court. Duke, go ahead and break down the Real Madrid MVP. Yeah, so uh, as we know, the, the MVP of the Final Four and for us, the MVP of this Real Madrid team, uh, what makes him great is, is just his defensive impact, the way he can protect the rim and how he dominates the paint defensively. But also lately, he has developed his offensive game pretty well. And uh, I think he... In today's game, he can make a great job dominating the paint offensively as well. And uh, if there's anything that I would that I would add, I'm not going to say add to his game, but something I think he should work on uh, is to try to develop a, a mid-range game, the, a short floater, uh, because opponents are going to give him that. Because near the basket, he's so dominant and so big, they're tr- they're going to try to give him some space in those mid-range areas. And if he can develop a, a decent and respectable mid-range shot. I think his game goes to a whole nother level. So that's what I would work on if I was Walter Tavares. But uh, he's a great player. He's the best center in the competition. So he's on a good way for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, with the big men, we know that uh, we always need to wonder about how long they can keep playing at this level. It's not uh, easy to be 7-3 and perform at this level, but he is indeed the number one center in the competition and he was the most important player on this MVP season and on this uh, EuroLeague season for Real Madrid and uh, that's why we consider him the MVP of this team. Let's now look into other Real Madrid key players. Let's start with Deck. Let's uh, he is a 28-year-old 6'6 Argentinian forward that is on his fifth Euroleague season, all played for Real Madrid, with this being his first ever Euroleague title. For the the season, Deck averaged 12.3 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 1.9 assists with his best game of the season coming on the game one of the playoff loss against Partizan, when he scored 24 points, grabbed eight rebounds, and added one assist and one steal. I did um, battle to choose a loss as his best game, but he was indeed the best player for Real Madrid and the one putting up a fight to try to to avoid the loss in the game one. So this is a well-deserved recognition. But uh, go ahead and tell us more about Gabriel Deck, you. Yeah, Gabriel Deck, like you said, a, a 6-6 forward. Uh, <clears throat> he, he might be a bit undersized for the for the power forward position, but he is strong and he, he has a very good post game and uh, he's also a very good defender. Um, he, he has a high IQ, especially playing in the post. Uh, he can see the, the back, backdoor cuts. And he, he's a smart player. Uh, if anything to work on is the the shooting form because he doesn't really get to he doesn't really get it off quick, and that stops him a little bit from being able to shoot with a defender on him. Uh, and shooting off the post off the post up because 
He is a guy that usually posts up a lot. So if he can develop, uh, I'm not going to say a turnaround shot, but uh, maybe like a little fadeaway, uh, I think he can do that. I think he has the ability to do that, and that would take his game to, to a whole other level as well. So I, I think that's it for him. He's just tried to, to add more to that post game, which he is already so good at. But uh, I think if he can be a threat to, to score the ball a bit more, it, that would be very good for him and for Real Madrid, of course. He's one of the typical players that uh, he's uh, a star in the, the EuroLeague level and he struggles to translate his game to, for example, to the NBA because he doesn't have the athleticism of a small forward, but he can play at a, at a star level as a small forward here and take advantage of his post game yeah. to, to play and take advantage of mismatches. So that's exactly it. Let's look into another key player. Now it's time to talk about Mario Azonja, the 28-year-old and another player in this age range. He's a 6'8 Croatian forward on his sixth EuroLeague season. He's first with Real Madrid after having played in the EuroLeague for teams like Barcelona and Paratinaikos. He was in times regarded as one of the best EuroLeague basketball prospects. Uh, sorry, uh, one of the best European basketball prospects. This uh, season uh, title was his first EuroLeague, EuroLeague championship. His career game happened this season against Monaco with him scoring 30 points, grabbing six rebounds and dishing six assists and the leading Real Madrid to an important 91-95 road win. For the season, he averaged 10.6 points, three rebounds, 1.1 assists and 0.7 steals. Duke, what makes Zodja a special player? Yeah, just his athleticism. Uh, he's a very athletic fo uh, small forward and he can shoot very well uh, off the dribble, uh, catch and shoot, whatever it is. He's a good scorer overall. Uh, I would just say his consistency is what he needs to improve. And I will give him something that a lot of times I don't think he is inconsistent due to his fault. Uh, it looks like sometimes he is misused, in my opinion, at least, uh, in terms of minutes and stuff. So I think if he gets a, a, a more consistent role, because sometimes they ask him to be the number one guy, uh, sometimes he's like a fourth or fifth option, like it's tough like that. But uh, I would just say consistency is the, the biggest key for him. Yeah, absolutely. Him being a reliable player and consistent player, it will be key because when we compare compare him with Deck, he uh, he's taller. He has six eight. He's six eight, and while Deck is six six, he is more athletic. He has the ability to play at a higher level. He's uh, a bar has more tools on his arsenal. Yeah. Just Deck is a more reliable player, and that's the only thing that uh, Mario needs to do to be able to be a dominant player in the Euroleague and to be an absolute superstar in the Euroleague is to be reliable and to always contribute and yeah. not have such highs and sometimes disappear from the games. Yeah, the, the thing is like, Deck is super consistent. Uh, whatever he does, you can count on, on that to happen because he's going to give you that every time. And like you mentioned, Gabriel Deck's best game at any given night, he can give you a game like that. But uh, you know he's going to get like 10 points, 6 rebounds and 4 assists, whatever it is, uh, a type of game like that because he always he's always consistent and he always gives everything he has. And with Mario, he can have a 30-point game like you mentioned against Monaco and then not show up at all the, the next game. So 
I would just say consistency, man. That, that's it for him. He, he can be a, a superstar mm-hmm. in EuroLeague for sure. Absolutely. He has what it takes to be the best player or one of the best players in the EuroLeague. He just needs to, to do it all the time. Next on the docket, we have Yabasala, the 6'8", 27-year-old French power forward, another player on this age range. Yabasala is on his fourth EuroLeague season. He spent two seasons with Aswell and uh, the previous two with Real Madrid, where despite the suspension, he added his first ever EuroLeague title. For the season, he averaged 9.7 points, four rebounds, 1.3 assists and 0.8 steals. Duke, what does Yabasala bring to the table as a player? I mean, he brings a lot. Uh, playing the power forward position uh, with his size, his weight, uh, he can play in the post, he can stretch the floor. He, he's a very good three-point shooter for, for the position. Uh, and again, just his weight, the, the impact he can have on this level uh, defensively, even though he's not the most mobile guy or the most athletic guy, he, he's sneaky athletic for, for the weight he has. And mm. uh, he's such a big part of, of what Real Madrid does. I just think his lateral quickness and stuff like that defensively, things about explosiveness and stuff, again, due to his weight, it's normal that he doesn't have it like that, like these athletic guys like Izonia, for example. But uh, I think he can work on that. So I I would just say that the quickness, the defensive defensive stuff, like being laterally quick, uh, I think that's what he needs to improve on. But he's a great player. It's kind of sad the way the season ended for him. But uh, regardless of that, he, he's a very good player and he's very important for Real Madrid, for sure. Yeah, he's uh, strength and like you said, he's sneaky athletic for, for his yeah. weight. And that's what makes him a special player. He also has abilities to stretch the floor. That, that's what makes him special. So it's, it's the type of player that you always wonder how he will age when he loses some of that, of that athleticism. But... Um, we will see, and he for sure is a, a good and one of the core pieces for this uh, Real Madrid squad. Yeah. We move on to Nigel William Ghost, the 28 years old 6'3 American guard that is on his third EuroLeague season. He's second with Real Madrid after playing one season for Olympiacos. This was his first EuroLeague title. And while we break down these players, we can see two constants. That is, like I have mentioned, the players on the 27 to 29 age range that... Uh, from form this very strong core for this Real Madrid team moving forward and a group of players that uh, won their first EuroLeague season with uh, this Real Madrid team and if they can keep it together this is uh, a core that will be competing for a few more EuroLeague titles moving forward. For the season, he averaged 7.4 points, 1.8 assists and 0.6 steals. But despite the modest numbers, he came to life when the team needed him the most in Game 3 of the playoffs against Partizan in Belgrade, ending the game with 22 points, 2 assists and 2 steals. How important was Nigel William Goes for Real Madrid this season, Diogo? Yeah, he was very important because... Uh, like we mentioned uh, a lot, the, the lack of a, a point guard to to keep that role for a consistent period of time. Uh, we know Sergio Rodriguez and Lul can do it, but not for an extended uh, minute run. And Nigel William Goss, he, he stepped up when the team needed him the most. And like you mentioned, that game three and in the playoffs, he hit big shots. He, he was big for them. And even in the final four, he, he was very good as well. So... 
he, he can score, he can play make. He, he's kind of small for a, a shooting guard, but uh, but he can play both positions. He he's not really a true point guard, but but he can play that position and and score from that position as well. But uh, just the, his ability to shoot, his scoring overall, he, he's very good. But uh, I would play him more as a two rather than a one. But uh, but he was very good for Real Madrid this season, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I can see him transition very well even to a bench role. I assume that he is not one of the, the top priorities of this roster, but yeah. he could totally work as a sixth man and uh, he can play both guard positions even if he is not too tall for a shooting guard, as you as you just said. But he can play on the ball, off the ball, and he was very important piece for this Real Madrid team. But uh, before we hit the player that is someone to keep an eye on for the future in this roster, besides already being a key player for this team, let's quickly talk about two veterans that uh, showed up when it counted. Not forgetting to mention players like Rudy Fernandez, Aramanga, Fabian Cossor, Alberto Albalde, Anthony Randolph, and the youngster Ellen Idei that uh, we won't deep dive onto in this uh, episode, but uh, they were all pieces of this uh, championship roster. Let's talk about Sergio Rodriguez, the 36-year-old 6'3 Spanish guard that uh, is on his 13-year-old season, having returned to Real Madrid on this season after spending the previous three with Milano, representing Real Madrid for the seventh season. This season, he averaged 4.9 points and uh, 4.4 assists. But his role grew in the later part of the of the the season, and uh, he was an absolute absolutely crucial player for this Real Madrid championship, with the playoffs game five and uh, the final being the highlights of uh, the season, where he had 19 points, three rebounds, six assists, one steal, and 15 points, four rebounds, nine assists, and one steal, respectively. Diogo. In the end, Sergio Rodriguez ended up being the key that unlocked this uh, Real Madrid. What in his game makes him so special? Man, uh, everything, honestly. I mean, uh, <laughs> with his age to, to come up on, on that stage in the playoffs and in the Final Four and just just be great, man. He, he's a true floor general. His experience, his playmaking, his ability to shoot the ball as well, whether it's off the dribble or off of a pick and roll. I mean, he's such a good player, and even being way past his prime, he still contributes at a at a high level. And if it wasn't for him showing up, I don't think they win the championship. They maybe not even make the final four. So he was so big for them in this final stretch, man. And uh, honestly, uh, obviously because of his age, I mean, you can see some decline, but he can still show up in moments and provide this type of, of level of play. So. He is great for them, man. They are very lucky to have him because he showed he can still play at this level. Even if it's just for a game or two, that was more than enough for them to, to win this championship. And if we go slightly back on this episode when you were mentioning their need to 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 add a guard to this roster, it's exactly what he provided in the semifinals and in the game five uh, in the finals and the game five of the playoffs. It's that type of player that uh, they need. It's not a 36 year old that will provide it all season long, but uh, they need a play a player that can do what Sergio Rodriguez gave them in the end when they needed it the most all season long. 
And another veteran of this Real Madrid is the 6'3", 35-year-old Spanish guard Sergio Llull. He is on his 16th Euroleague season, always with Real Madrid, winning the competition three times. Besides this season, in he won it in 2015 and 2018. He was the competition MVP in the, the seasons 2016-2017 and uh, was named for the the 2010s all-decade EuroLeague team. This season, the player averaged 6.1 points, 2.4 assists, but nothing of this matters because the highlight of his season was the winning shot in the final. He's only two points of that game that gave Real Madrid the EuroLeague 2023 championship. Diogo, what do you think that Sajulu still has on the tank for the seasons to come at age 35? I mean, it's kind of similar to, to Sergio Rodriguez, I think. To, to have a place off the bench to at any given game, they, they can play more minutes, like 15 to 20 minutes. But I would say those guys to, to come in and give you like 10 to 15 minutes, maybe more to the 10 than the 15 Uh, even though they can still perform at, at any given game. Uh, with Sergio Lul, obviously, his shooting ability, uh, coming off screens, off of the pick and roll, catch and shoot, whatever it is. If it's shooting, he can do it. Uh, his experience as well. And his clutch, his clutchness, man. Just year after year, he keeps making clutch shot after clutch shot. It looks like every shot that it's difficult, he, he makes them. So... It's just something amazing to watch. He, he has been so good for Real Madrid this past decade. And similarly with Sergio, Sergio Rodriguez, just the age, we're going to see some decline, obviously. But they can still give you some minutes, some quality minutes, and, and help the team. So they're going to keep counting on him because he, he hasn't disappointed so far. And I have uh, very little doubt that uh, they will want to keep players like Lul, Sergio Rodriguez, Rudy Fernandez around for as long as they can because those players set a culture and uh, help any team that they are playing for. Even if they cannot give the extended minutes that they gave in the past, they for sure are big contributions and big pieces for any roster they, they belong to. We end the the players with one of the the stars of the competition and the player to keep an eye on for the seasons to come, Zana Musa, the 24 years old, 6'9", Bosnian guard forward. This uh, was the player's third EuroLeague season, but uh, it clearly was his affirmation season in the competition. At 24, he already has two EuroLeague titles, the 2023 with the current team and the 2021 with Efes, despite, despite he only played four games in the, that season with Efes. Musa has also named for the 2022-2023 All-EuroLeague first team. He ranked 12th in PR this season what made him the highest under-26 player in that rank. He was the, the highest under-26 player in PER this season. While playing for a deep team like Real Madrid, this is a strong indicator of his talent and ability to contribute on the basketball court. 
this season, Musa averaged 14.8 points, 3.1 rebounds, 2.7 assists, with his top performance coming in the Real Madrid 91-87 win over Milano, with the player receiving MVP honors, ending the game with 27 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 1 steal, flashing his high level of play. Diogo, is Musa, Musa the future of the EuroLeague? Is he a future superstar and he's a future potential MVP in the seasons to come? I mean, he's not only the future or one of the pieces for the future of the EuroLeague, but he's the present as well. Because like you mentioned, he was first team all EuroLeague this year. So he is clearly a young guy who can contribute right away, as he did this whole year. Uh, just his ability to, to score and to, to be a playmaker Uh, I think he, he lacks a little bit of size to play the three. He, he's tall, but he's not like super strong. And to guard bigger wings like Will Clyburn or if he was on a different team than Mario Hezonia, uh, maybe he could struggle a little bit. So he can put on he can put up some weight, but not much because I think that would take away from the rest of his game. But uh, I would just say be a bit more sh consistent shooting the ball. But other than that, he's a great player. Uh, a very good scorer and uh, an amazing playmaker for for Real Madrid. So obviously he he's going to be here for for a few years because he's still young. He, he has a lot to give to Euroleague. Maybe we'll see him competing for championships uh, even more more years. Like you said, he, he has two already. But uh, he's absolutely a player for the present as well because he he was first team. He he made such big contributions to to Real Madrid and even in the playoffs where he struggled the first four games. He, he showed up in game five where they needed him with 20 points. So he, he's very good for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Musa is one of my favorite players to track for a while now. And he has hit um, heated bottoms as he, he had mentioned himself. He has struggled. He has struggled with finding himself as a player and um, for me his mental strength will be a big thing moving forward I agree with you I think he's more of a guard he he is tall but uh, playing as a guard he can use his line to make to make it hard to contest his shots and I think he has bigger advantage playing as a guard but for me his mental strength to show up and to perform when the lights shine, shine the, the brighter and we have seen him doing it with the, the Bosnian national team he can certainly do it at this level and for me he will be one of the biggest stars of the EuroLeague moving forward. To end this episode, let's talk about Real Madrid coach Jose Mateo. You have already spoke a bit about him in the beginning. Started his career in the EBA League as an assistant, assistant coach of the Real Canoe. After three seasons with the team, he moved onto the youth teams of Real Madrid, the, taking him into a career as an assistant and head coach of several teams in Spain, like Unicaja, Zaragoza and Falabrada. Spent one season in China to then return to Spain, where in 2014 started his eight years as an assistant coach of Real Madrid. In 2022, he took over as a head coach and in 2022 won the Spanish Super Cup and now became EuroLeague champion, both titles with Real Madrid. What should we make of this season of the coach? Choose Mateo Diogo. Yeah, I think in the end, he... They have to be happy with with his work because he did win the the Spanish Cup and the Euroleague title, and we're still gonna have the the ACB playoffs, so he can still win one more. Uh, 
regardless of how critical uh, I've been of him uh, throughout the year. And uh, again, uh, I think they, they should have played much better basketball. But if it ends in titles, I, I'm pretty sure they're all going to sign up on it. So I, I don't know, man. It's a tough situation because I think there are better coaches uh, for Real Madrid. But again, uh, after winning titles like he did, You can't just let somebody go like that. So I totally understand if they keep him. But uh, I, I can see both sides happening. It is what it is, man. We're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, it's one of those cases that time will tell. And um, he did prove he, he made good decisions when he had to. He wasn't afraid of risking, so he wasn't trying to save his job. Quite the opposite. But uh, time will tell and see what it has on the docket for coach choose Matthew. let's wrap up this episode make sure you tune in wednesday for our next team recap olympiacos this time around a reminder that we will be posting episodes every monday and wednesday during the early of season and we will be covering the world cup for you guys stay tuned Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Twitter at Itos Euroleague, where we bring you any news that break about the competition, must-watch games, injury reports, and our daily trades in the end of each day of the competition, bringing you all the highlights of the action. My name is Andre, and I'll be seeing you guys soon. Bye, guys. See you on next episode.